Hey, Fro. Hello. How does your computer get drunk? I don't know. It takes screenshots. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we talk about news of the week, TV of the week, the fourth industrial revolution, Eurovision, and another digital review of Truth or Dare. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week, another digital citizen with me. I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's your week been? Uh, it was all right. It was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Kind of eventful weekend. Uh, we had the whole thing we're going to talk about in the news that happened. That was eventful. But on Sunday, uh, in the morning, I woke up and I went to give my chinchilla... Like, every morning I'll give my chinchillas a treat uh, mm-hmm. when I wake up. And uh, it's like, that's when they're about to go to bed. Uh, so I go to give my... One of my chinchillas takes it. The other one is not having it. And I was like, that's a little weird. Okay. Uh, just might, might not be feeling like a treat today. But that's not normal for a chinchilla. So later that day I come in for lunch at like 1 or one or one thirty, And he's like stretching his body out all crazy like contorting his body all weird and i i realized at that point this this is a sick chinchilla I'm, i've got my hands on here and um, uh he was like rolling around kind of like there was something wrong with him uh and his face was looking all weird so i felt his belly and there's something hard in there so pretty much for like God. nine hours i think i spent uh rubbing a chinchilla's belly and kind of playing with him, getting to, getting him to run around so he could, like, um, increase his metabolism, try to break down what was ever in his system, because he clearly ate something, or, like, I think maybe he hid some treats and then ate, like, gorged himself on a bunch of treats all at once, and then it got stuck in his system. Luckily, he's okay now. He seems to be, but he's still not 100%. Uh, but it was, it, it was both the cutest and scariest thing uh, ever. Like, in retrospect, it, it, it was adorable, but at the time, it was a little bit scary. Are you sure it was not his appendix? No, I don't think so. <laughs> because I, I've, I've heard some rumors that that really, really, really hurts. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I hear that as well. 
But I, I don't even yeah. know if chinchillas. I don't think they have an appendix, to be honest. But <laughs> I, 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 I am, I am not really uh, uh, up to date on chinchillas. Uh, what do you call it? Anatomy, right? Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to chinchilla anatomy or uh, psychology, I am really bad. Physiology. Right. Physiology. Yeah, so Sunday was a little bit uh, frustrating, I guess would be a good word, because I had a, I did, it's not like I, I had tons of other stuff to do on it. It was kind of a lazy Sunday, but uh, I spent nine hours or so doing that, and uh, it was a little bit scary. But other than that, it was a pretty good week. Uh, really rainy, but what about you? What about your week? Um, um, uh... No, I I had a okay week. Uh, uh, I did not do a lot of things. I I've been uh, silently and deadly recovering. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had some. I had some really bad days that I really had to sleep all day. But other than that, uh, it's been okay. Uh, today was the first. Uh, uh, Today was the first uh, day I was out uh, since the operation, walking just around to to feel how it was. I I can feel in my body that uh, I haven't <laughs> moved for <laughs> almost two mo- weeks, so I was a little out of breath. Uh, but uh, what's new? Right. I'm always yeah. out of breath. Yeah. It'll get better. So. Yeah. It will get better. Yes, uh, directly into the news, I guess. Um, some Syrian news. Uh, we will ho- hear um, uh, some people talk about that later. Uh, the United States and its allies uh, waged more than 100 strikes on Syria on Friday in a one time shot that the Pentagon said followed uh, conclusive evidence that the Syrian president Bashar al-Assad was responsible for the chemical weapons attack using at least chlorine gas. U.S. Defense uh, Secretary Jim Mattis and Marine General Joseph Dunford said three main chemical uh, weapon fatalities were targeted by both missiles from the sea and uh, fired from aircraft, which triggered Syrian air defense. The Pentagon could not confirm how many missiles hit their targets. Right, so, I mean, but with a hundred airstrikes, you know at least some of them got through. I mean, uh, that's a lot. Uh, That is a lot. This is some... Updates kind of that happened since this specific story came out like uh, four days ago. Um, they've kind of gone back and forth as to whether this is a one-time deal or not. Uh, I, the Trump administration initially had said that it was a one-time thing, and now they're saying uh, we're keeping our options open. But they're also saying that they're now, at least today, this morning, I looked, they're back at saying, oh, we're thinking about pulling people out of Syria. Uh so that's a little weird, uh, what's going on there. And then Tuesday morning, so yesterday morning, 
uh, in America here, uh, they had found that, or the, uh, the UN, um, chemical weapons people, uh, were actually, uh, said to be allowed to get in there and look and see what, uh, this chemical attack actually was and everything. So we're actually sending somebody in there to investigate it after we bomb them. So that's not very, <laughs> not A little great. after the fact, maybe? Right. It's kind of... Sh- Shoot the guy and ask questions later. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a terrible, terrible way. Yeah, this is this was um this was one of those moments on Friday when it happened, I was just blown away like, "Oh my gosh, we're at, this is actually happening." Um and in the next 2 days, it was something that I was definitely following just because it's something we've been following on the show for a really long time and it was something that if the Russians wanted to, or if Iran or somebody wanted to retaliate, they could have, but that didn't happen, luckily. Um, cooler heads prevailed, I guess, you know what I mean? I, I I don't see Russia or anybody trying to attack the United States just because our military is so much more massive than theirs, but it could have happened. Mm-hmm. It could have happened. And then this would be a whole different story that we'd be talking about today if, if it would have happened that way. And then uh, Jeremy Corbyn openly disowned his own MP as he's accused of siding with Assad in Russia. Jeremy Corbyn has openly disowned his MP emitting accusations uh, he sided with President Assad and Vladimir Putin over military investigation in uh, in Syria. On Sunday, the Labour leader called for a War Powers Act, who would uh, seek to ensure that all all planned use of force would be have be signed off by the Commons to hold all future governments for what they they do in our name. Right, That's kind of interesting. Uh, he's described. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn has described the airstrikes in Syria on Friday legally questionable and refused to directly blame Assad for the chemical weapons attack in in Doma and Russia for the suspected nerve agent attack on the spy in Salisbury. Uh, So since he, since there's no actual evidence and, but he's said, uh, I'm not going to directly say that those are the people who did it because we don't have evidence. Instead of people mm. going, oh, that seems logical, they go, Russian! Evil red commie! <laughs> oh, no. It, it, it irritates me. It irritates the fuck out of me. We, we have absolutely... <laughs> we have so little proof of this. We have so little proof of it. And, like... It feels it feels like you you like you said it's we're we're shooting first and asking questions later, like we 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 still don't really know what uh, happened during those Syrian attacks or actually if those fucking Syrian attacks at all did. Uh, um, was a real thing. 
Right. I mean, the uh, or if Assad did it, or if it was uh, yeah. just another trick by some rebel group, which there has been proven to have happened in the past, which we talked about last week. And, I mean, yeah. the funniest thing about this whole thing is we've been talking about Syria since, like, the election, since, like, um, when was it? Um, when we were talking about the debates, uh, not the yes. primary debates, but when Syria, uh, when Clinton and Trump were debating. She talked about they yes. talked about Syria and that, and she said she yeah. wanted a no-fly zone in Syria, which would have mm-hmm. instantly put us at odds with Russia, uh, probably quicker right than away. we than we we probably would have been in there at war in the first year where this yep. it's it's the exact same outcome. This is just another thing that shows like. The president only has so much power. There are people in the military industrial complex that have their own agenda. And no matter mm-hmm. who you get in there, they're going to get their agenda across. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little scary. It's not a little scary, even. It's a lot scary. And if you ask me, it's like, uh, uh, oh, this feels so close to, like, the thing they did with uh, uh, Saddam Hussein, linking him to the attacks on 9-11 and Iraq and all that and shit. Ma- mass, uh, weapons of mass, mass destruction, sh- right. Yeah. And it is, it, it's strange how convenient it is that this chemical attack happens on this Russian spy... And then this chemical attack happens in Syria, and then that caught, uh, which we were already talking about attacking, or the UK was already talking about doing something to Russia because of one chemical attack, another chemical attack happens, and then we bomb them. It all just seems really convenient to me. I mean, I know it's people are going to go, oh, conspiracy theory, but that does seem a really convenient, and then the news is able to kind of twist the chemical attacks together and act like, it's all about these chemical attacks and that Russia is the bad guy. And even though those two chemical attacks are to, I mean, are in no way connected except for the fact that there are chemicals and people were hurt by them. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little like a scientist saying one day, Oh, I found a new strain of cancer. Then the next day saying, Oh, by the way, I also found pills for it. So you don't really have to have that strain of cancer. Right. And my, the pills, I'm, <laughs> I'm selling them for $5,000 a piece. I'm selling them for $60 billion. <laughs> <laughs> This uh, new strain of cancer I found that nobody else knows about. Buy my snake oil, fam. Buy my snake oil. Now, war, war, this war is such a snail, uh, snail or snail oil, uh, snake oil, thing. right? Uh, snake oil. It's. I I have it with, I have it with snakes and snails. I had it that last week as well. I mean, the one thing uh, about this whole thing is it's not technically a war. It, like, I think it was best said by, uh, was it Bill Hicks? I think it was Bill Hicks who said, uh, for it to be a war, uh, you have to have two sides that are fighting. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nobody fighting back. Yeah, or even if they are, it's very, like... They're not fighting back against America. Like, no Syrian army is fighting back against Americans and having it actually 
uh, have a uh, have an effect. You know what I mean? We have such a massive military; it's ridiculous. I read a comment on on the Yahoo thing you sent me, and Mike said two days ago, "How dare Corbin de- demand evidence? Are we in medieval England?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I want to see evidence! This is just more, you know, smearing of Jeremy Corbyn, which they have to try to do because yeah. they know that he's uh, at least one of the most popular politicians in the UK right now. Oh, so. def- oh definitely. I know of so many people that would vote for him. And if you uh, don't want to vote for him, contact us. Right, I mean, Bernie Sanders was against this attack as well, and he was smeared in America, so it's just the same old, yeah. same old from the, the those groups of people, neo, neoconservative, neoliberal kind of people, so. But happy enough, the NATO soldiers, they are con- uh, going to conduct uh, an exercise in Norway. 35,000 NATO soldiers! Yay! Right, a large-scale presence of NATO forces will be felt in Norway when the military alliance conducts major exercises in the country later this year. Over 100 municipalities uh, in the Scandinavian country will experience increased increased traffic and noise from extended training exercises carried out by NATO. So that could include you. So uh, if you see that kind of stuff happening in the future, hopefully you'll report it here on the show. Um, I'm so happy... Uh, named Operation Trident Juncture, the exercise will take place primarily in Norway with smaller exercises in Finland, Iceland, and Sweden. Uh, NATO carries out the major exercise of its kind every three years, with the most recent taking place in Portugal and Spain and Italy in 2015. I feel like the guys who got to train in Portugal, Spain, and Italy got a better deal. <laughs> <laughs> then Norway? Then what Norway are you about Norway. Norway, Finland, Sweden, and Iceland. Yeah. Um The funny the thing Are you I, saying it's shit? No, nah, I'm are just saying, saying I I'm just saying I maybe would rather train in Italy than in Iceland. That's all I'm saying, alright? <laughs> what? I have no clue what they're talking about. It's fantastic here. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I find interesting that obviously is, is not going to be mentioned in here, but if you're training in Finland, Iceland, Sweden, and Norway, uh, mm. would you be training for a mission to, say, Syria? <laughs> or would you be training oh. for a mission somewhere else? <laughs> somewhere else? Somewhere uh, maybe that's kind of higher up cool. in Asia, somewhere up there in... Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't train, <laughs> you don't train in the, in like South America to go, uh, to the desert and have war. It doesn't make any sense. You mean they are planning to go somewhere really cold? It, it, right? It, it almost seems like that would make sense that if mm-hmm. you were going to go, if you were going to train somewhere cold, it, you would be training for to go to war somewhere cold. You would think that's how that would work, but hmm, I don't I know. I have no clue what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, for people that are completely morons, we're talking about Russia. Just so, so we are extremely clear. Hey, uh, this week, uh, Svenska Akademien, I feel for them, the Swedish Academy, 
Holy shit, they they have had a be, uh, bad uh, weeks. Weeks, I should say. Right. Yeah. Um, first, <laughs> two members of the uh, uh, body that uh, goes like awards the uh, Nobel Prize in Literature resigned on Thursday evening uh, over controversy that has divided the academy into two camps. One of the two has uh, the permanent secretary, Sara Denus. The scandal centered of allegations by 18 women that has been subject to harassment and physically abused by Jean-Claude Amel, the French husband of Academy member Katrina Forreston. Sure. Uh, that uh, denies the allegations. We have... Uh, and, his, uh, and it looks like his wife uh, resigned from the Academy uh, due yes. to this is what it looks like. Um, yes. And the in- what I find strange here is he wasn't... Like, it's not like he was, like, the head of this group. And so, like, you know, usually when you see a situation like this, it's like the guy who's in charge is using his right. power to... Uh, but this was just the husband of somebody who was not even yeah. really in charge, who was what? Uh, a secretary. Uh, of, of yeah. Some, so, yeah, it's a very strange story. He, he was absolutely nothing. He had no power, and that's why why it's so fucking strange. Mm-hmm. Um, according to previous resources, a search uh, by media includes Svenska Dagbladet and Dagens Nyheter. The investigation uh, entails details of allegations that Amalt also leaked names of the Nobel Prize winners. Huh, okay. And uh, that is one of the things that I wanted to talk about because that's what we have talked about, about in Norwegian media the most, of course. Right. Uh, that he has leaked these names because he has also gotten names of uh, Nobel Pro- uh, Peace Prize winners, of course. So this could have a, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, a wave into Norway. Uh, we will see what happens with the Swedish Academy because uh, the Swedish Academy has uh, charge for everything. Uh, they award also a lot of other uh, lit- uh, Nobel Prize things. So, so it's it, it's bigger in Sweden. So we will see if it gets like. Well, it says bigger, here the Academy on Monday expected a pr- to present a lawyer-led investigation into the issue. So they started mm-hmm. the investigation Monday. It's Wednesday now. We'll see maybe next week if they come out with something uh, as to whether or not he actually leaked these names. Because that would be the biggest story. It sounds like, uh, as far as the harassment goes, that is a done deal. That's already been Mm -hmm. proven. But I think the real Mm -hmm. thing is trying to figure out whether he leaked the names or not. So we'll hopefully find out in the next couple weeks. And if he he did, that could have... Uh, interesting consequences for Norway. We will see, since we give out the uh, the peace prize. Uh, 
you want to tell me about this Chinese man that's caught by a facial reaction yeah, at a facial re- fa- facial recognition fa- facial reaction yeah. it just he reacts reaction. to something and they're like we got you <laughs> <clears throat> not really the same story um Chinese police have used facial recognition technology to locate and arrest a man who was among a crowd of 60,000 people in a concert. Uh, The suspect, who has been identified as Mr. Ao, was attending attending a concert by pop star Jackie Shuang in Nacheng City last weekend when he was caught. Uh, The 31-year-old, who was wanted for economic crimes, was shocked that he was caught. Uh, China has a huge network of surveillance uh, CCTV cameras, over 170 million cameras. Holy crap. Holy shit. Uh, He was identified by the cameras at the concert's ticket entrance and apprehended by the police after he sat down with the other concert goers. Uh, So they, I guess when he went to either, like, give them his ticket or buy a ticket that's when they the cameras recognized him and then it sent it to the police mm. and they told him where it was and it probably even told him what seat he was sitting in and everything so that's how he got caught but that's uh this is like one of those stories you know looking into the future uh even probably in america uh this is the, something that's probably already happening where you could be in a crowd of sixty thousand people and the these cameras would be able to spot you just by your face, which is kind of crazy mm. to think about. Mm. It reminds me of that show we did, um, the British show that was the American show, uh, Hunted. Oh, yeah, Hunted, where they, yeah. Where they had the license plate cameras that could follow you around, like they, the these cameras all over the highway that just read license plates and they follow cars around. Uh, that has been in the news quite a bit lately here in America, uh, as far, like, especially when, uh, the Parkland shooting happened, or no, it was the, uh, I don't know, one of the shootings that happened recently where the guy got away, um, maybe it was Texas, there was a lot of talk about, oh, we're, we're tracking him with our, our, uh, traffic cams looking for his license plate. Um, mm. it's something that they use a lot more than we think, than I think most people realize they use it. It's like people are afraid of Facebook tracking them, but there are can- literally cameras all over the roads tracking you all the time. So I want to say goodbye to our listeners. I want to say goodbye to the you look. It was fun having this podcast as long as it was. Uh, I want to say goodbye to all my friends on the internet, my mom, my dad, everybody has stand behind me all these days because you know the rapture is coming on uh, Monday so is that Monday? Be a, I, guess yeah. it, I guess it would be alright yeah so <sighs> what are you going to do really you know it's the rapture it is what it is I don't know oh wait uh, hold on Oh, there's an article about that. Hold on. No, the rapture isn't coming on April 23rd because of Nibiru. That doesn't exist. <coughs> right. Ex- except, didn't we do a, except didn't yes. we do a uh, 
story like a year mm-hmm. ago about how they had found a ninth planet. <laughs> so I don't know if that's 100% correct, but... Fresh approach claiming that the end of the world is uh, again here. Yay, yay. So everything on the uh, April 23rd, the, the sun, the moon will be in Virgo as well Jupiter, which represents uh, the Messiah. So experts at, uh, so that's, that's nice. Right. Uh, it says the end time event when Christians are said to ascend to heaven at the second coming of Christ is coming April 23rd, I guess next Monday. We should be get ready for it in case you were inclined to jump on the Armageddon bandwagon. Uh, know this, that the reports are bogus. Oh! Oh, okay. No, all right then. I guess it's not real. Okay. It says here, according to... Because I was so worried. According to some people, Bible Revelations 12.1 to 12.2, New International Version, says, A great sign appeared in the heaven, a woman clothed in the sun... With a crown made of storms and a twelve stars, she was pregnant. Cry- Didn't we talk? We talked about this. We we talked about this when we talked about Nibiru. No, we talked about this when we did the last whatever date that it was going to be the. It was like September twenty something, twenty first. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah. Right. So this is they're just they've just changed the date, like, and it's it hasn't even been a whole year. It's been like six months. <laughs> Do, do they think we are fucking uh, goldfishes? See, I, I remember when we did that, because uh, remember we covered it because we were like, well, if the world's going to end, we ba- might as well cover it this week. Uh, I remember them saying at the time that, uh, or af- after the fact, that they had updated it and found a new date, and I guess this was the new date uh, that they found. Experts at first dismissed this claim when they discovered the alignment happens over 12 years. However, conspiracy (laughs) theorists claim other planetary alignments represent the Lion of Judah will make this time the rapture. So. Rapture it. I'm I'm enraptured by the rapture. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it okay that I don't believe it? Well, since it didn't happen last time, yes, it's absolutely okay for you not to believe it. <laughs> but you're a Christian, Fro. You should believe in the second coming of the Jesus there. Uh, when did I turn Christian again? When did you turn not Christian? I'm not Christian. I haven't been for the longest time. Well, you never tell me. Uh, wow. Well. I haven't been Christian for over a year. No, it definitely hasn't been that long. Because the last time I talked to you about it, it had to have been the middle of last year. So, news to me. Okay. Okay. Who cares? Yeah, it, must, it couldn't have been more than eight months ago. Okay. If, if, if you say so. Uh, I can't keep track of hey. your religious... Your religious self, you're all over the place, bro. One day you're a Christian, right. next day you're an atheist, next day you're a, a, a Buddhist. What, what are you now? Next day you're going to, uh, what were you doing for a while there? Going to uh, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Witness things and meeting up with yeah. people there. So, yeah. What are you feeling right <laughs> now? Are you feeling my d- atheist? My mom or? said, uh, 
my mom joked one time that she would give give me a bathtub uh, because I was so uh, inclined to get baptizing baptisms as a grown up. Okay. <laughs> so right. my my mom like maybe I just should get you a bath since you're so <laughs> so glad <laughs> glad getting getting baptized. Just have like your bathroom be one of the, you know those baptism rooms they have in Catholic churches where it's just a big pool. Yeah, you just that's your yeah. whole bathroom. Yeah, I'm agnostic. I I don't know what I fucking believe. I think that's that's where you're at. That's... that's where you're at right now. Okay, so you've yeah. gone back to ag- agnostic. That's good to know because I you had, yeah. you were agnostic for a while and then you're like no I'm back to atheist. But then you were kind of checking that other thing out and now you're back again. Interesting. Interesting stuff, Ro. I've never met somebody who moves around religion as much as you do, to be honest, but... Uh, that's okay, Luke. I haven't met anybody. I think it... I, I, I think it maybe depends on who I hang out with. Right. I just remember the last time you decided, oh, I'm gonna go back to Christian, and then there was the one guy who was like, Oh, you're back! And like he hadn't talked to you since you had gone to being agnostic, and he went to yeah. Christian. And he's like, "Oh, I love you again. You're my best friend." All of a sudden, again, just because you said you're a Christian again. And I, at the time, I was like, "Wow, that dude is clearly uh, he's o- he's only on one team. He doesn't really care about anybody else." But I, I think I think I, I go so uh, back and forward because I don't really know who I am. Sure. So. I, I I don't know what religion gives me. It's a little like yeah. I I think it. I I I do I do think maybe it depends who I hang out with. Right. Well, yeah. that's interesting. I guess. I guess so. I mean, when I became an atheist, like I had questioned it for a long time, but once you really become an atheist, there's kind of no turning back. <laughs> uh, mm. Like once I got into that mindset, it was like. There is no other way. Like it's like turning a switch that is that you turn, or you flip the switch, and then the switch breaks off the wall, and there's no turning the switch back. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, I think we missed one little news story here. If we want to go back yes. to the news, because we kind of got off yeah. track onto religion there for a minute. Yes, we did. Uh, well, it it goes to uh, perfect together with this because uh, Alex Jones. No, 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 uh... we missed a story. Blinked Reddit account. uh, Oh! Fake Hillary Clinton sex tape. Oh, sorry, I did not see this. I'm so sorry. A popular Reddit account linked with Russian trolling company, uh, the Internet Research Agency. Again, account linked. We've gone... We've seen this before. We don't know what that means. Account linked. Does that mean they just were in the same town? Like the last time we heard that? But we'll see. Uh... They circulated a fake Hillary Clinton sex tape on a website during the 2016 presidential election. My question, who the f- would want to see that? <laughs> <laughs> who is clicking on that link? Uh, Bill, maybe? 
Bill? Bill? I, maybe. I don't know. If he's into that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the pornographic I mean, I video. Ta- Bill, ta- Bill Clinton. Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't really make it like... But no, of course Bill wouldn't. He's he's all about everybody else. He, they, I don't think they've been married in real life. Like, actually married for the last 20 years, but... He's in Norway, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, Bill Clinton. What is he doing there? Uh, he, he walked around in Oslo and the newspapers like, oh, people are taking selfies with Bill Clinton in, in Norway. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, yeah, he's the best president ever to be impeached. Um, <laughs> I guess... Yes, yes, Luke. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, this whole thing again is just being put out. Uh, Redditor co-founder and CEO says uh, the user named Spez on the website wrote in a post that were about fourteen thousand posts total from nine hundred forty-four discovered. Talking about how many people on Reddit were supposedly from this re- Russian internet research, research agency. Uh, so this is uh, this is just more of like the uh, we're finding all these Russian agents on on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all these other places uh, and posting video games and this one was they posted a fake Hillary Clinton sex tape I guess so uh, yeah what do you think about this bro <laughs> I think that I really 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 don't want to see the sex tape if it's Fight. I, I, don't, I don't know who they got to like is it a lookalike I, I don't really under I don't even want to know I don't even want to think about it to be honest I don't want to think about it <laughs> Hillary Clinton having sex look mm. ah. <laughs> uh, talking about people the funniest sex? thing is when I was in like yes. middle school and when Bill Clinton was in uh, office I remember even on the news, they would say, oh, Hillary Clinton is, she's the most attractive first lady we've ever had. And like people in my middle school thought that Hillary Clinton was a super attractive, uh, you know, lady, which I guess maybe in the 90s, she was a little more attractive than she is now. But even at the time, I didn't think she was the greatest looking uh, woman, but you know, whatever. Mm. I think some people go for the power. They're, like, attracted by somebody, a powerful woman, you know what I mean? And so maybe that's what they're thinking of. I strangely don't find her attractive at all, but maybe... What about in the 90s? Like... Uh, Not really. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh, I don't know. If you want to tell us what... If you thought Hillary Clinton was attractive in the 90s, send us an email (laughs) at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Good, good, good Good program. See how I did that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really good plug. Uh, Alex Jones. Oh, oh, my favorite guy in the entire world. Alex Jones uh, said that a woman I, I, that no, dated... I don't even think we should... I just think we should play it. I don't even think we should, like, open this up with anything. Let's just play it. Okay. This is Alex Jones being as Alex Jonesy as I've seen in many years. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yep. In three, two... One play. You know, when I was growing up in Rockwall, Texas, Rockwall, the, Texas, at that time the richest county in Texas, 
a bedroom community of Dallas. And I think we'll just watch like two minutes of this. I some hot 17-year-old okay. when I was like 13 or 14 really wanted to date me. Ooh. And I'd drive out to some big old mansion of theirs. And I mean real mansions, helicopter pads, private landing fields. And he was dating 17-year-olds when he was 13. I'd been with them, they'd tell me, by the way, He's not bragging, though, for real. Not bragging. This God, and we want you to come to this event. We want you to engage in this activity because Lucifer's really God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Lucifer's really God? That's what he just said. Lucky, but, but, but now you see it all with the mainstream media. And there's a spiritual component to this. It's not a power trip. They knew interdimensionally, because believe me, they weren't what? trying to get the average person. What does that even that mean? How, how do you know you something interdimensionally? You're the head senior when you're a freshman in high school. Well, because, you know, she was driving me out there in her $100,000 Mercedes, and that was... $100,000? Driving me Mercedes? out there in her, her, her $100,000 Mercedes, that'd be a $300,000 Maybach today, to try to get me into the cult. And then I was about 16... I okay. got taken by a girl out to the lake and this big vineyard. It was okay. way, uh, way, way out outside Dallas. And is he just okay. t talking about the, the plot of the movie Get Out? Isn't that what is, this is? Yes. And I remember saying, oh, my God. She's like, don't be scared. And I said, I'm not scared. I'm not part of this. And walking back on the road. About five miles later, didn't have cell phones back then. I had like 10 miles to walk back. Police came and got me, said, Boy, you've been drinking. We're taking you to jail. And then my family lawyer called my dad and they said, What the fuck is this story about? You need to leave Dallas or your son's going to be found dead hanging in a jail cell. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> yeah, that is. Wow. What? So let's get this straight. When he was 13 or 14, he was seduced by older women who tried to convert him to Satanism because interdimensionally, they knew someday he was going to grow up and have a radio show. That's what he just said. Yep. This guy is fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or just a really good, like, a uh, sci-fi storyteller, but that is not, uh, like, what, what is he talking, like, I didn't obviously hear the rest of the show, but where, like, how do you transition from whatever he was talking about before this to this story? I don't, I really don't know how you would do that, that transition. Talking about something that's not in the news that I watched this week, uh, I watched the Comey interview, did you? No, I don't care about that guy. He's a, uh, the, the dude is, at, at this point, is a proven liar, so I don't, yeah. I don't trust anything he says. No, it was really, really interesting. I'm a little surprised that you didn't watch it, to be honest. Uh, I'm not really. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't be that that surprised just because, I'm everything. At least the thing about it is, he's got this book coming out. So everything I've seen yeah. a, a, of him coming out is all him just trying to sell a book. So I'm I don't trust anything he says, not only because he's a proven liar, but because, um. And when I say that proven liar, I mean because uh, he was told by Loretta Lynch to say the, uh, the that it wasn't an investigation, that they they were just looking into something when it was an investigation into Hillary Clinton. That is called lying. Um, and then he's also just trying to sell a book, so he has another reason to lie. So I don't trust anything the guy says at this point. Mm. 
But the 2020 review was really, really good. I, I actually do. Uh, I do think people should see it. Uh, but uh, we have a Facebook page where people talk about stuff. It's another digital citizen on Facebook, if you're still on Facebook. Or you can write us a mail to another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. And I believe we actually got something this week. Right, we got an audio message from Ian, our favorite Trump voter. Um, Not supporter, he says it in the tape. Uh, and he's going to talk about um, what the other side uh, thinks about the Syrian war. So, Hello, everyone. This is Ian, fellow Trump voter, not supporter, voter, to give a little update on some thoughts with the chemical strike in Syria and our attack into Syria to respond. Unfortunately, our president has made a huge mistake because we were going in making this attack just as we did in 2013 with little to no evidence of Assad actually committing this atrocity against his own people. And it comes at a time right as Donald Trump announces that we are getting out of Syria completely. No funding, nothing else. It, that it serves zero purpose to Assad to then attack his own people. He can gain nothing from this. It makes zero sense I'm going to hold the president's feet to the fire on this, just as I did President Obama when he made the attack in Syria, utilizing war powers that don't necessarily belong to him. And this is a huge mistake, and it could lead us into World War III. We had already driven ISIS out of that area, along with help from the Russians. But there are some bigger things at play. I think he was tricked. I think he's being played like a fiddle by those in the deep state to keep the ongoing war that this country has been involved in worldwide for the last almost 20 years or so, going back to Desert Storm. So a majority of my lifetime we've been at war. I believe this Syria charade is another pretext to get us involved and stay deeper into another war and could eventually lead to World War III. And now... We could have potential enemies that were becoming friends at one point, particularly the Russians. They weren't looking as fearful as they were before to us, but now they could end up becoming our enemies, and this could not be good for the country. President Trump, you made a big mistake on this one. Thank you, Ian, for sending in that uh, audio clip. We will definitely play it if you send the audio clip to motherdigitalsitsen.gmail.com. Make yeah, it just short and concise. Right. Any, anything under five minutes, we'll play it. No, no problem. Yes. Um, yes. And I really thought that was interesting to hear, uh, kind of a, a a conservative side of it, and to hear that yeah. they also don't want war, which I thought was really an interesting thing of uh, interesting component this week to this whole thing is to the Syrian war thing is that the a lot of Trump supporters have turned on their uh, turned on Trump. Because of the, mm -hmm. because one of his whole things was he wanted to get out of Syria. That's what he campaigned on. He wanted to be the uh, America first, not trying to attack other countries. And then this happens, 
and it right. goes against everything he said he was going to do. So I, obviously, it's going to he's going to lose supporters. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, it, like I said earlier, if we had Hillary and we would still be in the same situation, probably even sooner. But uh, it is good to see that some Trump supporters out there aren't just going to stick to it just because they're on the bandwagon no matter what. Uh, th- it shows that there are some things that he could do that will piss them off enough that maybe they won't vote for him next time. So It's time for Eurovision. And we have uh, two uh, quite different... Uh, um, <laughs> quite different uh, songs this week. Uh, let's start with San Marino. Uh, the robot dance lady, as I call her. Right. Uh, <laughs> this lady was singing a very like super generic Eurovision song, except she had two toy uh, robots on stage. Dancing like they weren't full size, ro- like like life size or anything. They were on pedestals. How I, I don't know. They probably three foot tall robots or whatever. But yeah. they're doing a little dance to the music and whatever. I was just wondering. As far as, like, the rules go, and, like, you're allowed to have six people on the stage, do robots yes. count? Does robot counts? I was thinking about that, because I, I could see that in doing some staging with a lot of robots. Right, you get, like, 20 freedom. robots, and then you also have six people? Like, you, then you'd yeah. have 26 bodies on the stage? Like, <laughs> I mean, in the future, it's something to think about. Like, yeah, uh, Saudi Arabia uh, enter, or they have their robot lady who's like a uh, has human rights or whatever they have another country enter her as an entrant you know what i mean right right and who uh, knows but, what singing robots we will get in the future right exactly and then uh robots on the stage like dancing around even if it was somebody who was just singing with all these dancing robots if they were able to i don't know uh, but I have to say, I have to say, if people think this is modern at all, it's not. No, this these robots like... look like they're from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I was just going to say that. Because the whole the whole feeling of this, uh, this is the worst presentation of a song I have ever seen on Eurovision, I think. Uh, I... Moldova was probably it's right really next up. to this. As far as, like, really bad, but it looked like a high school talent show stage and everything, so. Where Moldova had, like, a lot of people watching. Yeah. (coughs) Here we get two robots and a lady that can sing. Or can she sing, really? (laughs) No, I don't think. I I, There were most of this, I was like, she's lip syncing, right? There's clearly some lip syncing happening here. Or, like, yeah. the back of vocals were doing most of the singing, because you could tell by the way her lips were moving and how the song was that, like, a lot of what was happening yeah. was not her voice. Um, yeah. and, and, like I said, 1980s robots, I was expecting, like, Teddy Ruxpin to come out <laughs> at some point and start singing, but instead it was like this lady came out and started rapping in the middle of the song, which froze nose is, like... One of my biggest pet peeves of Eurovision songs is when you have the random person come out and rap for no reason in the middle of a song that isn't in any way hip-hop. And that's what happened here. And I was like, this is 
this is one of the worst songs yet. So I gave... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've already said what you thought. I gave it a zero. Zero point gave, zero. Yeah, I gave this a zero as well. Look. I think it, it deserves it. <laughs> but then we go to Bulgaria, and we have a group from Bulgaria. I sent you uh, both their uh, uh, video, and uh, I also sent you a uh, uh, thing of their live performance. And they more or less sound like the the video. I would. Say. Oh yeah, that that reminds me. If people do want to go and check out, I I don't want to harp on Israel again, but there is a live version of that Israel toys, uh, whatever the lady's name, the toys song. There, she did a live version. Yeah. Not not great. I'll be honest, but uh-huh. check it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you think. You did not like it. Really? Live version? No, I didn't think. I mean, obviously not as. Um, well produced as the music video, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. What but did you think back about to Bulgaria? Uh, yeah. Did you notice the guy on the far right looked like Julian from Trailer Park Boys? Yes. It was like dead ringer, except for the only thing that was missing, he didn't have a uh, rum and coke in his hand. But if he would have, it would have. He had the black shirt, the hair, the goatee, everything, the muscles. Um, I listened to both the music video you sent me and the live version i listened to the live version first mm-hmm. um and then when i went to watch the music video the music video was not as good as the live version because i felt like oh. the live version had a lot more soul it had a lot more feeling yeah i totally agree with you actually so i think this is a song that will do well live because if a song yeah. is better live than it is in a music yeah. video you know that it's going to be a good performance uh, they can uh, all sing really well, and I think yeah. the lady in the middle, her, she's got a, a haunting voice. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Bulgaria is a grower, not a shower. Uh, and what I mean sure. about that, it's a song that's kind of, it is haunting itself. Uh, I I really like their voices together, and this is maybe. Uh, one of my dark horses uh, for winning this year, Bulgaria, actually. I, w- I would say so, yeah. I mean, I don't. Th- there are certain other ones that I think are bigger, have a better chance of winning, but this one I yeah. think has an uh, offhanded chance, as long as they're... Because we never saw like the full production. As long as their production is pretty good, uh, the song itself is really well, it's going to pop yeah. the crowd. Uh, yeah. At first, I thought it was going to be an all acapella until the yeah. beat started coming in, but I think yeah. this group probably is an acapella group. They just wanted to have music in there as well, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Uh, so it I'd recommend really going to anybody checking out Bulgaria for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I gave it a 3.5. 3.5, cool. Um, oh, this is so close to 10 for me. Is it a nine or an eight? I, I, I mean, could... I would not yeah? see, like, the one thing that goes against it is we don't, like I said, we haven't seen a full production. Because the one live right. version we saw, it was clear they were in, like, a, I don't know, a coffee shop. Very small yeah. venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we haven't seen that full production. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a... Uh, opposed to if you thought it was a 10 song that you would give it an eight and a half or a nine because we haven't seen full production but i don't know you go ahead 
No, I will give this an eight and a half. Actually, uh, I, I I do think it's <laughs> it's it's one of those that uh, uh, will stand up in a live environment, and I'm I'm really curious of what uh, Bulgaria will do with their staging. I think there's something about that 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 will be interesting. We'll see. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, cost, co- costume wise, uh, it, it they weren't like dressed up or anything. They weren't like in suits. Like this no. li- live performance, it was like they were just doing it for their friends or something. It seemed like, but the song right. was really, really good. So can't yeah. take that away from them. No. Uh, funny thing is, uh, it was my dad's birthday this week. Uh, happy birthday, dad! But he he doesn't actually listen to this, so he'll never hear that. But my mom listens occasionally, and apparently she's gotten really in into Eurovision because of this podcast, bro. Oh. Like, she heard some of us talking about it, so she went and checked out some songs and went down the YouTube rabbit hole and listened to a bunch of Eurovision, I guess, so. Hello, Luke's mom. Yeah, she might listen. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, uh, I can promise her that next week we will talk about two of the favorites to win. Uh, We're getting down to the wire. I think next month, in the beginning of the month, in the beginning of May, is when it when the actual yep. finals happen. So, yeah, yeah. Next week we will talk about uh, Australia and uh, oh, I don't remember, but uh, Australia and another country. Um, that's really high on the bedding, Austria, bedding Australia, and Austria, Australia, and Austria. No, Austria, okay. we have had, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, we will see. Now, it's it's not, a bit, but I want to, I want you to, because there's one Oprah, uh, and not Oprah Winfrey, but... Uh, oh, oh, opera. Opera song. That's really high on the betting lists. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's go to the top 10 WWE book of Margaret. Thank you, Margaret, again. As we say every time we talk about this book. Are you ready, Luke? Yep, let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, I almost fucked up uh, and said the, the thing that we did last week. That would be funny. Um... Bad Guys Gone Good. Sport entertainment uh, fans love to hate bad guys. And WWE Universe never holds back. Uh, embracing disapproval, thoughts, booze and chants. When villainous superstars make change for the better. However, booze quickly turns to shares and fans embrace their new hero so who is the biggest bad guy that's done good this is a hard one actually i'm let me think for a second um <clears throat> bad guys who've gone good yes come on, come on. uh kurt angle i guess maybe oh he's number four um, who else is a bad guy who turned good? 
I always, I, I almost want to sing some of his theme song to help you. Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, maybe one more guess. Um... Bling. 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 Uh, uh, Undertaker? Oh! How did you guess that? <laughs> Not from Bling. I, I was like, Bling? I was like... Yeah, what? it is. Three Blings. N- like, MVP? Bling. Bling. Yes, number one was Undertaker, yes. That was not Undertaker's theme song, but... um, uh, Yeah, alright. What about number two? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Number three is Mr. Perfect. Number four is Kurt Angle. Number five is Randy Savage. Number six is Baptista. Number seven is the Shield. Number eight is Lex Luger. Nine is Nikita Koloff. And number ten is Triple H. All right. Uh, that that one was really hard to think of for some reason. I don't know why, but it was. Uh, but I, I think I, I think that's a good list to be honest. I, it's all right. I, I'm, I know, I know you hate it when they say the shield, because that's not one person, it's a group, and blah, blah, blah. And when they turned face, one of them kind of, like, they Didn't. never really turned face, it was like, <laughs> they slowly were, like, they were heel, and then over time, they just, like, became face, uh, but, but yeah, I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was better than some of the lists we've done. That's uh, true. Uh, have you seen anything on TV this week? Uh, yeah, not as much as in the past couple weeks. There's been, it's been uh, a lot of new TV in the last couple weeks. I think it was sweeps last week or something because we the last two weeks there's been tons, but a few things. Um, I watched the two seasons of F is for Family. Have you seen okay. that? I've seen the first season, yeah. Uh, it's alright. Um, I think Bill Burr is funny. Yeah. But this show is very... Every other uh, cartoon comedy show you've ever seen. It's got the grumpy dad... uh, Grumpy overweight dad and the mom who's struggling with the kids and then the two dumb kids. It's The Simpsons. It's Family Guy. it's uh, It's every one of those shows. Uh, but it's still pretty funny. It's entertaining, at least enough for me to watch both seasons. So, uh, but I wouldn't say it's better than Simpsons or Family Guy in any way. Uh, but I watched that this week. Uh, let's see what else did I, really the only other thing I saw is, um, throughout the week, uh, I found, I found a, a live stream on YouTube of Ed, Ed and Eddie from the nineties. You ever see that cartoon from? Mm hmm. And it's so it's funny. Just... We, I talked. I talked about that to Margaret this week. We were talking about good shows on Cartoon Network. Right. Well, if you go on YouTube and just look up Ed, Ed and Eddie live stream, there's twenty four seven live stream that just is every episode <laughs> streaming twenty four seven. As far as I can tell, or uh, the one that I've been watching started on Friday, and it's been going 
24-7 since then. So every, like, every, or on the weekend, every morning I was just waking up and eating breakfast and watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie, uh, just because it's there and available. And uh, it's just totally it's random, show. but it's just a really, really good show. Uh, oh. I, I, I think it's it's clean enough that your kids could watch it, and it's funny enough that an adult would still find it hilarious. Um, so I'd recommend that. And then the only other thing, really, is that thing? next week... Oh. Sorry, what, was I going to say something? Uh, I thought maybe you were going to say The Crossing. Oh, no. Well, I, uh, no? I, I actually haven't watched the episode this week yet. I haven't gotten around to it, but uh, I, I will be. <laughs> I'm still enjoying that show, even the Fro doesn't like it. I, th- I still think it's pretty good. Um, Spoiler alert, I actually liked uh, episode 3. Oh, cool. Alright, well, I'm even looking more forward to it then. Uh, but next week, big big week next week, Westworld on yes. Sunday, I think, and then Tuesday, I believe, is uh, the 100, right? Yep. yep. So we have got a big week of uh, new, uh, some of the best new shows coming out. Uh, what, it's Westworld I... season 2 and 100 season, like, five or six, I think. Five? five? I want to say what five. I think it's five. I think six is a little too much, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, it's always hard for me to remember with the 100 because that first season doesn't yeah. really feel like nope. it's part of the rest of the series, does it? Yeah, no, um, no, no. Yeah, no, it's season, season five. Yeah, You're I right. thought it was season five, yep. yeah. First episode, yeah, I guess, no, was the, called... The... If people out there, like, think, think the 100 is season one... Nope. Right, you need to get through season one and get to the rest of the show, because you, if you just went and you went, oh, I'm going to watch the 100, people said it was good, and then you watched season one and you went, wow, this is like a show for like 15-year-olds, yeah. Uh, you haven't gotten far enough, because it gets way more intense and way not for teenagers later in the seasons. Uh, I, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I actually watched The Crossing this week. Uh, I thought it was better than the two first episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think maybe I buy the premise a little more, uh, now that I've seen season, uh, or episode three. They're just building the characters and building the story a little more. I mean, the thing about episode one was definitely, like, there was a lot left for you to still be trying to figure out, uh, which I, uh, the thing I liked about it is it left a cliffhanger for you to go, Oh, I'm excited to find out what happens next. And that's what I liked about episode one and two. Episode one was definitely different than episode two. Um, and I'm guessing episode three, because episode one was a pilot episode that was made separate, uh, earlier to try to sell the show just to let you know that. So, no, but I, uh, I, I still uh, feel like I've seen a lot of the elements of it before. It sure, feels yeah. like a mix of the leftover, the path, the. Uh, I was thinking of a oh that's fucking science fiction show. Uh, <laughs> see, yeah. see, I think a lot of what you're getting from it is just from the opening credits because there's this like very specific style of opening credits that are for all the shows you're talking about. And it, this mm. show has that kind of opening credits. Um, 
it's like there's one company making credits for all of these shows. Would you agree with that, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where this show, I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put it in the category as most. Definitely not the path. I don't think it's anything like the path. The leftovers, maybe a little bit, but I'd say this is more like Lost or something more. Oh yeah, mm, Lost. Something more because it's from ABC. Uh, oh yeah. So it feels more like that than it does like a path or something more independent. Um, but I, the thing that really gets me is the storyline and wh- where it's going to go. Like everything else, um, everything else can be held up in my opinion by how good the storyline is so far. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, I uh, I like episode three as much as you did. So anything else? Uh, yeah. Um, have you heard of this show called Unreal? It's uh, about this girl that were works on. Um, uh, a di- dating kind of show like The Bachelor, uh, and has a mental mental meltdown, mental men- meltdown. That was hard to say. I I never heard of it. It's um, I was just going to say it's really good. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I. Give it maybe the first two episodes of it and tell me what you think about it. It's okay. been two seasons of it. I I I like it, but I kind of like the dissing they do with uh, how uh, generic <laughs> those kind of shows are, like The Bachelor's uh, Bachelor and things like that. It's it's a, really like it's a it's a kind of trying being a comedy drama kind of, but more on the drama side than the comedy side of it. But yeah, give it a look and tell me what you thought. Uh, and then I watched first two episodes of Collateral with my dad because my dad wanted to see it. It's a British TV show. In right. four episodes, I've seen the two first episodes. All of it is on Netflix. I didn't think it looked that good. What do you think? <sighs> this is really generic. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I saw I saw a preview for it and was like, "Yeah, a bunch of guys in suits. Not really interested in this." Yeah, show. no, it's it's boring. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to watch it because my dad is so flabbergastedly like, "Oh, it's the best thing ever." I'm not sure my dad talks like that, but if he, <laughs> if he did, he would say, Oh, it's the best thing ever! Oh. <laughs> He's a British nanny all of a sudden. Yes, my dad is a British nanny! Oh. Uh. Yes. So that's uh, that's what I've said. Um, what did you think of Raw and Smackdown? We didn't talk about it after the wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it was... Uh, I thought they were pretty... Ev- I mean, obviously, they were eventful because we had the shake, yeah. the Superstar shakeup. Th- Raw was definitely better than SmackDown, but it just felt like SmackDown kind of got uh, the scraps after everything that happened on Raw. Um, so it wasn't as exciting, but I think it wasn't as exciting just because it didn't get... Uh, it didn't get as much... Um, good booking as uh, as raw did it didn't get as much 
attention paid to it being a good show as Raw, Raw did. Is, right. is that what you thought about this week? or oh, why, why do you think SmackDown was so not as good? I mean, the, it was like an hour into the show until we had somebody that was actually a new superstar on SmackDown. I know. It felt really, really strange. <laughs> the booking of the show felt like... Oh, because Raw was from the beginning. We had new and old and new and old and new and old and uh, like things happening over uh, like pow, 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 pow. Well, where it felt like SmackDown was like, yeah. So. Uh, and a bunch of matchups between people yeah. who have just all been on SmackDown forever. And it, yeah. And it just felt really weird. Yeah. yeah. And then. uh oh. Samoa Joe on SmackDown was confusing as hell to me because yeah. on Raw we have him uh, challenging Samo- or Roman Reigns, I mean, and then Samoa mm-hmm. Joe shows up on SmackDown, but then I then I remember, oh yeah, it's because we had that stupid commercial with the singing, and we're going to have the pay-per-views uh, are going to be together. Oh, so Samoa Joe can be on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, and we'll have absolutely zero build-up to Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns f- for that Backlash match because they're mm-hmm. not even going to be on the same show. It's bad. It's really, really bad. <sighs> yeah. It's really bad. But I, I like that they got Asuka. Asuka will do great in SmackDown, I think. I think, I mean, SmackDown still has most of the people I really want to see. Uh, except yeah. for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are like the only two people that moved over to Raw. Really, I mean, Baron Corbin, glad he's off SmackDown. Uh, yeah, a few other people, too. I'm glad are off there. Oh, uh, Fashion Police, I think should have stayed on SmackDown. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But no, I think uh, I think Asuka will be great in SmackDown. I can't wait to have her there. And then next week we got to do predictions for the Greatest Royal Rumble, which is turning out to be like a pretty big event. Uh, And then the week after that we have we have uh, Greatest Royal Rumble results, and we have backlash uh, predictions all in one week in two weeks. So that's going to be a big wrestling show. And we're going to see the Greatest Royal Rumble live. At least I am, because it's on a nice time for me. Right, it must be. Uh, I think it's pretty early in the morning here, but hopefully I'll be able to get in there and, I think it was and watch it. Seven with you guys. o'clock in Norwegian time, I think it was. I think it's on at like nine a.m. here, nine in the morning. Yeah. But I could be wrong. That might be the pre-show. I have to look again. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I I'm really looking forward to it because it has many, 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 many good matches. I really want to see. I actually can't wait for an Undertaker against Rusev in the casket match. <laughs> we talked about that last week, which is like, it was kind of breaking news as yeah. we were doing the podcast last week. And then yeah. they got rid of the match uh, and said it was going to be uh, somebody else against Undertaker. Chris Ger- Jer- Jericho. Jericho, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then they changed it back again sometime yeah. on the weekend. So it was very confusing yeah. as to what the hell is going on there. But yeah. I'm still excited. So far, it looks like a pretty good build, and um, it looks like they're going all out to try to build this market. So, And I mean, 50 superstars, that is going to be a long Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm still wondering if they're going to do it like a Royal Rumble where they come in one at a time, or whether it's going to be a battle royal where they all start in the ring. I don't think they've really ever said that, but we'll see. 
oh, if they do it all in the ring, I will be so fucking disappointed. Right? I mean, but they totally could pull that. But we'll see what happens, uh, I guess. Talking about things I'm not disappointed at, I linked you this. WWE is coming to Norway for the first time in history. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. For the first time in history, they will have a show in Norway. Guess who, who's hoping he's getting tickets from his dad? Uh, you? No, Tron. Yeah! Oh, it was you. Tron. Okay. <laughs> <Tron>. <laughs> yeah, because Tron really cares about wrestling. <laughs> Remember when he predicted all the matches right and we were angry? <laughs> I do. I, I don't even remember when that was. <laughs> no. I don't even know if that was on this podcast or the last podcast, but I do remember that. That was so funny. Uh, I, I think it was the last podcast, to be honest. We had him on, and he's like, oh, wrestling is the worst thing ever, blah, 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 blah. And, and then we told him, oh, you're going to predict everything. And, and he goes like, okay, I have no clue who people are. I will just choose them out of their name. And he picked every fucking match correct. <laughs> Is that beginner's luck, you know? Yeah. Oh, talking about beginner's luck. Do you know what I watched this uh, week? I, I watched Grand National. Do you know what that is? Uh, Like the dog show or like the uh, like the racing? Car the racing. racing. No, oh, the okay. racing of, of, of forces. Oh, it's okay. And you know what? I picked the fucking winner. <laughs> oh, really? Did you bet on it, or you just picked the winner? I just picked the winner. Because it sounded mostly like food. <laughs> okay. Uh, the horse that won was called Tiger Roll. And I thought that sounded a little like something I, I could buy on a... It sounds like sushi a, to me. A, a sushi, yeah. Thank you. Tiger Roll won the Grand National. And I was so fucking happy. I was a little disappointed that they didn't bet money, but... Anyway. Uh, we're going to talk about something uh, interesting. The fourth industrial revolution. So, look, what is this all about? Uh, the fourth industrial revolution is a little more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I, I, I yeah. knew this was, this is some future shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's stuff that like doesn't exist yet. So it's hard to really, at, at, to a point, grasp your mind around. Was it for you, mm. Fro? Oh, definitely. Uh, this was super interesting. I, I thought this was going to be a boring, dry conversation about absolutely nothing. But we have so much to dig into. Right, so uh, the fourth industrial era, uh, the fourth industrial re revolution would be the fourth in uh, fourth major industrial era since the industrial revolution of the 18th century. Uh, the fourth industrial revolution is categorized by a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines between physical, digital, digital, and biological spheres. Uh, it is marked by emerging technology technological breakthroughs in a number of fields, including robotics, uh, artificial intelligence, blockchain, nanotechnology, quantum computing, biotechnology, the Internet of Things, 3D printing, and autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of a good breakdown of it. We talked about a lot about a few of these different things. We talked a lot about artificial intelligence. We've talked a lot about uh, three uh, autonomous vehicles and robotics, and those kind of all go into this whole thing. But uh, before we go into the fourth, we we should talk a little uh, about the the first three, maybe. Uh, the first one. Uh, took place uh, from the 18th to the 19th century in Europe and America. It was uh, most uh, about uh, iron uh, and textural in industries, you know, along with the development of the steam agent uh, that also played a central role in the first. Right, the steam engine. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And was a period when... Uh, rural societies became industrialized and urban. So it was like the first time major cities started popping up as well because they were, these industries were created and then these cities were created around these industries. Right. Then we have the sec second in industrial revolution and it took place between 1870 and 1914, just before World War One, and this was a period of growth of pre-existing uh, industries and expansion of new ones such as steel, oil, and electricity and used electric power to create mass uh, production. Uh, major technology advances during this period include the telephone, the light bulb, phonogram, and uh, what uh, engine? Oh, the internal combustion engine, the car engine. Thank you. Which we still use today. Which, when you think about it, like, it was invented so long ago and it's something we still use today. I mean, obviously we're trying to move over to electric and everything, which is an obvious one. But the fact that we still use something that was invented so long ago and it's, it's changed a little bit, but not that much, is kind of interesting about the internal con combustion engine. It's, I guess it's kind of true about the light bulb as well. Uh, oh, yeah. The telephone and the phonograph, maybe not so much. The telephone has no. changed massively we basically have a computer in our pocket now and a phonograph basically doesn't exist anymore or we have like nope. mp3s and everything all right and then we have the third uh, industrial revolution and uh, or uh, the digital revolution and it refers to advancement of technology from the analog electronic and mechanical devices to digital technology, the era starting the 1980s and is ongoing. Right, so we're, uh, we're in the middle of the third industrial revolution, is what it's saying. And this uh, include personal computers, the internet, and information and communication technology. Right, uh, so everything including email, ev emails and... Uh, I, I'm guessing the uh, internet on, on your phone is probably also included in here. I mean, a everything that's been the technological advances from the early 80s on, which has been basically my whole life, is this third industrial revolution. Is like The funny part about growing up in the early 80s was like, I saw this happen. Like, I started learning... I've even told Fro this. I might have said this on the podcast. I started learning how to type on a typewriter. Uh, right. And over time, uh, by the time I was in the end of middle school, 
there were enough computers in my school where you could have a classroom full of people on computers. But four years before that, they might have had one or two computers in a classroom. And people would have to share the computer. You'd have your computer time kind of thing. Uh, so that 1980s so, technological so revolution old. is something we've totally lived yeah. through. Both of us. Yeah. I mean, I'm so old that I used to dial up modem. Well, yeah, so did I. Uh, I mean, so. yeah, a typewriter is <laughs> a bit before a dial-up modem, but I had a, and I have a, I had a 144 I had so modem many... my parents did when I was a yeah. kid. And then we got a 28.8, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is twice as fast. Wow. I remember, I'm going to t- tell you a quite embarrassing story, and I don't really care who, who listens to this. But I remember I was downloading some porn off, off the computer, as you do in that kind of age. I think I was 16 or something, eight, uh, 17, 18. Sure. Uh and uh, I remember it took so fucking long for one single picture. To lo- yeah, remember it would be like, it, you would see the top of the head, okay. and then it would move down, okay. you'd be like, oh, yeah. if it was porn, you'd be like, I'm almost, I'm almost the boobs, I'm almost there now, yeah. any minute yeah. now. And now it's like, <laughs> it's like three seconds away. <laughs> Not even that. that, three seconds is like yeah. a long time, yeah. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, now it's like, it, now it's like it's easier to not. Uh, it's easier to see porn than not see porn. <laughs> well, and back then, I mean, they're just video capability was like you could download a video, but it would take yeah. forever. It wasn't like there was no streaming service back then when you had that low of connection rate. Uh, as far uh, the when you're running like a 28.8 modem. Now we have broadband where you can run these videos all day, every day. Uh, which, I mean, when you think about that advancement over our lifetime, is like, that's great. That's nuts. But we, we, when we're talking about the fourth industrial revolution, we are also talking about this professor called Klaus Schwab. 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 Right. Uh, who is this uh, Klaus Schwab? Right. He's kind of a... I don't know if he's a... He seems kind of like not a great guy from the research I've done. What do you think? He seems like a big asshole, yeah. Uh, is a, he's a German engineer born in 1938. Uh, so it would make him 80 years old. A German engineer and economic... Ec- Economist, best known for best known as the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, uh, born in Ravensburg, Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. He founded in 1971 the European Management Forum. In 1987 he, is when he founded the World Economic Forum. Forum as a nonprofit or, organization committed to improving the state of the world. Later, building it into today's powerful economic platform event that distinctly influences globalization. So we're talking about some we're talking about some Illuminati MWO shit right here. Is what we're talking about. Yep, that is totally what we are talking about. And uh, Klaus Schwab. This is the guy uh, who invented the term 
fourth industrial revolution. Because yeah. he wrote a yeah. book on this uh, called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, yeah. Uh, he describes how the fourth industrial revolution in the book, uh, describes how the fourth industrial revolution is fundamentally different from the previously three, which he characterized mainly by advances in technology. These technologies have a great potential to continue to connect billions of people to the web, drastically improve the efficiency of business and organizations and help regenerate the natural environment through better asset management. Um, A.K.A. getting rid of people. Right, exactly. Or, you know, uh, globalizing our, our, asset, our assets, meaning, like, uh, the amount of food we waste right now is, like, ridiculous. But if you were able to figure out where that food needs to go and send it to the places where it needs to go, it won't get wasted. Uh, that's another way to look at it, I guess. But that's probably not what they're talking about. Mastering the Fourth Industrial Revolution was the theme of the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in 2016. So pretty recently, they've been talking about this. I mean, within the last two years. And of course, it was in Davos in Switzerland, of course. Because that's where the Illuminati likes to meet. Right. I think I've heard recently about the the uh, Davos being a big thing. Uh, yeah. Uh Let's talk about the World Economic Forum real quick, which is what he founded. Um, <laughs> you mean you mean the the meetings that they always have every year in the vaults? Uh, right. Well, it was based out of Gene- Cologne and, and Geneva, Switzerland, recognized in 2015 by Swiss Swiss authorities as an other international body. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Other international body. Its mission is cited as its mission is cited as committed to improving the state of the world by engaging businesses, political, academic and other leaders of society to shape global, regional and industry agendas. Again, that's some Illuminati shit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what what goes on there? Right, well, it's just a bunch of really rich guys meeting up and talking about how they want to run the world. Yeah. When when they say... And, uh, uh, could you and me go to a meeting like that, for example? No, not unless we got a lot more money. Oh. Okay. Oh, so we could ask press that was invited then. Uh, I don't think the press is allowed to go to one of these things. Oh, they're not allowed to go to the list, you say? No, they're not allowed to. They're, well, they're not allowed. They probably are allowed outside, but they're not allowed inside of one of these things, no. Fucking <laughs> The organization also convenes some six to eight regional meetings each year, not including the big one, across Africa, East Asia, Latin America, and holds two further annual meetings in China India and the United Arab Emirates. Yay! Everything in the Emirates is really good. Yep. I mean, nothing no. bad happens in that part of the world. Besides no. meetings, the foundation produces a series of research reports and engages its members in sector specific initiatives. <laughs> that sounds scary. I'm not even really sure what that means. But overall, oh. this whole thing is like. If you don't like globalism, 
if you don't like the EU or uh, things like that, you, this is this is the people who decide when what those kind of groups do <laughs> is the thing about this group. So it's a little weird, but the guy who invented that also wrote a book and invented the whole idea of the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, we could talk. We could talk a lot about uh, the World uh, Economic Meeting. I, I think we will uh, talk more about them in another podcast, going in through what the uh, Economic Forum really is. I think we right. we should do that uh, actually. Um, but uh, but uh, yes, he, he termed he termed the term. Uh, the fourth industrial uh, revolution, uh, also called Industry 4.1? 4.0. But I mean, 4. when you 5? think about it, it, this is the guy who invented this whole World Economic Forum. Uh, right. Is into, you know, uh, the idea of it is basically to shape how the world runs. He invented it. He's like the leader of that. And it actually, this is something that actually does make decisions that affect countries around the world but he's also a proponent of this obviously because he's the one who invented mm -hmm. it so you would assume that this is something that he's pushing to the world as you know uh his agenda uh as far as the idea of the fourth industrial revolution industry 4.0 is the uh, is kind of the um it's the ro the rollout of the idea of the industrial of the fourth industrial revolution does that make sense so, like, the mm -hmm. Industrial Revolution is the broader spectrum of what one industry, uh, say, like, the car industry, uh, the Industry 4.0 is, like, the next level of that industry, where the Industrial Rev the Fourth Industrial Revolution is all those industries getting to their fourth level. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So Industry 4.0 is the name for a current trend in automation and data exchange in manufacturing technologies. It includes cyber-physical systems, the Internet of Things, cloud, cloud computing, cognitive computing, uh, meaning AI. In, in, uh, Industry 4.0 is commonly refer referred to as the fourth industrial revolution. Right. Industry 4.0 creates what has been called a smart factory. Uh, within the modular structure of a smart factory, cyber-physical systems monitor physical processes, creating a virtual copy copy of the physical world, and make decentralized system uh, make decentralized decisions uh, over the Internet of Things. Cyber-physical systems uh, communicate and cooperate with each other and with humans in real time via cloud computing. Both internal and cross-organizational services are offered and used by per participants. Whew! That was a mouthful. Woo! Woo! So basically, they're just saying, uh, have robots create things and ha j uh, have humans... Their, their only job is to just make sure the robots aren't fucking shit up. That's what that yeah. said in a very, very long-winded way. Yes. Isn't that awful, though? I mean, it's something we've talked a lot about in the past, is the idea of what happens when the when there just aren't enough jobs for the amount of people. I think that's already happening mm. because 
uh, I I think the Republicans like to blame it on oh the foreigners are coming in taking our job our job our job, but it, it I think it more has to do with the uh, in, industries changing and uh, a lot of it has to do with me- mechanization of different industries as well as uh, you know uh, companies exporting their factories to other countries that are cheaper labor but. Mm. Uh, I think we, the one that those two are talked about foreigners coming in and taking your jobs and, uh, the jobs getting exported to other countries. But what we don't talk about is jobs that are being taken by, uh, robots and other artificial means, um, including. Yeah, because that's not, not that big, you see. Uh, but it's getting bigger. This is a, a oh, yeah, thing yeah. that's on the rise, and it's something that, like, <coughs> excuse me, oh. it's something that we, uh, that right now it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's just like when we were younger, uh, and you were seeing a computer for the f- first time or whatever, you didn't have email, we didn't really have anything like that, before you had your computer hooked up to the internet, say, uh, you could, we couldn't have even imagined what it would have been like today with a, having the internet on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where this is like, this could be just as, it could take just as long to the point where three quarters of the jobs are taken by robots. Even the jobs that like, uh, we, you know, we've exported to other countries to have it be cheaper labor. Well, you know what's even cheaper than cheap labor? A robot, because it doesn't have to sleep it doesn't have to have a lunch break there's no rules for how much you could pay it because you don't have to pay it uh it can work 24 hours a day you know what i mean where a human can't do that Mm. so Mm. this is gonna uh the cost effectiveness of having a robot do something over a human is uh you know companies are already looking into this it's not going to be long before you go to a mcdonald's or a taco bell and there's nobody at the at the drive-thru window you just pay with your card, and then the food comes out because it's all done by robots. That is really close to the future. Hmm. Is that the Luker Dahmer's uh, hair? I mean, it's already been in the news. I know Carl's Jr. has talked about completely automating their systems. I know a few other restaurants that have uh, looked into it, and I know that in Japan, it already exists. There are already completely automated KFCs in Japan. Hmm. I didn't know that, actually. Yep. But it's Japan. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh? But it's Japan. What do you expect, right? So. Yeah. I mean. But it's cool, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and a little dangerous. And a little cool. Uh, a little I dangerous. Mean, I would think that as far as cooking goes, a uh, robot would be... It, it would be a lot less likely to get food poisoning from a robot restaurant as opposed to a human restaurant. <laughs> because humans are just covered in germs. That, 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 that is the point. Yeah. But also, there's, uh, like, if I was deadly allergic to something, for example, tomatoes and things like that, I wouldn't be. Right, but at a robot restaurant, you'll be able to just say, oh, I don't want this, and it won't add that to your to whatever you're eating. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't trust it though. 
110%. Sure, maybe. right. I mean, if you had some really bad, like, gluten allergy or something like that, but I think those yeah. kind of things, or like peanut allergy, those kind of things, they would ha- they would know not to have any peanuts in one of those stores. They would know not to have any uh, wheat or something like that in the store if they were trying to have it be gluten-free or have it be allergy-free. Uh, or they could just have warnings up that say, if you have these allergies, don't eat at this restaurant. Uh, that would cover their ass right there. So, I mean, these are just, th- this is a small idea of what's happening like now with within the third industrial revolution uh the fourth industrial revolution is more talking about uh well it's talking about robotics uh but also artificial intelligence nanotechnology so being able to use nanotechnology to improve uh the human capability to improve Mm. mental capacity of humans to improve our physical strength uh, to uh, to fight off diseases using nanotechnology, those kind of things. Uh, quantum computing, obviously, is like a big thing. I don't know if... Well, another thing we need to talk about in the future, there's like the dark web, and then there's the... Like... Uh, they call... What do they call it? The, the deep web, I think it is, right? Where it's like mm. quantum computing uh, levels of internet where computers are communicating with each other, that level of web, of, uh, web interaction. Um, once you get to like the quantum computing level where they're able to communicate with each other, they would be able to create things that we can't even imagine yet be- just by working like co- quantum computers working with each other. Uh, you know mm. what I mean? Um, these are the things we're looking at in the fourth industrial revolution. We're, th- we're talking about like even a matrix situation where we're put into a right. matrix type situation where we don't even really live in like a, a reality all the time. Uh, we live in like a simulated reality, uh, which would that, that right there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy about like killing off po- the population or whatever. You know what I mean? To like save save the earth from environmental disaster, right. which we were talk we were talking about a minute ago. But if you just had everybody in a simulated reality on like a feeding tube, uh, it would not hurt the environment as much because there would be less impact because there would be less people, you know, uh, out throwing their garbage on the ground and doing this kind of stuff because they'd be in their virtual reality most of the time. Should we talk of uh, some of the challenges uh, in the inflation of industry? 4.0. Sure. We have IT security issues, which are greatly aggravated by the inherent need to open those previously closed production shops. Do you see that? Well, yeah, IT security issues. So, like, if somebody could hack into, say, uh, the um, automated KFC and get free food out. Right. But but that's still the, uh, if you were at a quantum computing level, uh, those quantum computers would be able to figure out how to fix that security issue faster than people would even be able to exploit it. Is the thing? But yeah, uh, reliability and stability needed for critical machine to machine communication end to end, including very short and stable latency times. I can I, see that as a problem. I guess I I. I think the internet has gotten so fast at this point, I don't think we'd have a huge problem with that anymore, but maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Well, definitely YouTube worldwide. Name. Definitely worldwide, oh, yeah, but definitely. not in America. Like oh, yeah. in Australia, you probably have a little bit more of a problem. Need to maintain the integrity of the production process. Uh, right, so quality control. That could be an yeah. issue, but if, if the robots get more advanced enough, then it w wouldn't be an issue. Like I said, I think it would be less likely to get food poisoning from a robot restaurant, but who knows? Right. Need to avoid any IT snags, as uh, those would cause expensive production out uh, tape. Out, ages. Out, outages. Out, outages. Meaning, uh, you your production would be down if something went yeah. wrong with like the automated uh, system or the or uh, what you get a bug in your software or whatever. You uh, at that point, that's one th one thing I guess is true. Uh, when you have humans doing it. Uh, some yes, that people can get sick, but you'll always have a human to replace it. But if one of these computers gets sick, that's the, everything goes down. You know what I mean? But one human gets sick, yeah. you can the production keeps going. Is what they're saying. Uh, need to protect industrial know-how. Contain also control files for industrial automation gear. Like yeah. I can see that as a problem, as uh, some people will have uh, tried to, like, oh, we can give you this, but also that, the rights of things. Uh, I mean, that's already a problem with people, yeah. you know, making knockoff Gucci knock yeah. handbags and everything else. So I, I, that's already an issue. I don't think that really is an issue for this, personally. But No. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Well, a lack problem? of uh, adequate, uh, adequate skill sets to expedite the march towards for the march towards the fourth industrial revolution. That's so. That sounds mm. so sinister, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but they're just saying like enough. we don't really have enough humans right now that are adequate, like adequately um, trained in robotics and computer technology to even have a world like this, uh, possible right now, because we wouldn't have enough humans to watch after these robots that, uh, knew how to do it. So that's kind of a big thing. I mean, that just takes a lot of, uh, investing in education. You know what I mean? So say yeah. Bernie Sanders free college comes through, have it be, uh, have a, have uh, that be something that's extra free, you know, like have, have it be like you even get your books paid for if you, uh, go into it or go into robotics and that would just increase the amount of people that were doing it. So it's possible, but, uh, it's an interesting, it's a whole interesting thing to go into, I guess. And we should talk of the impact of coral course, uh, the uh, performance of the term fame industry 4.0 will affect many areas, most notably services and business models, uh, rebellity and contagious productivity, IT security, uh, IT security companies like Sandcourt, Cisco, and Panta Security has already begun <coughs> to address the issue. Uh, then you have machine safety, product uh, life cycles, 
industrial uh, industry value chains, worker education and skills, social economic factors, and industry uh, demonstration to help with this in, in the industry uh, uh, understand the impact of the uh, industry for 4.1. Cincinnati Mayor John Cradley signed a proclamation to set Cincinnati to be industry 4.0 demonstration city. Cincinnati, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Here's yeah. another interesting challenge. Uh, unclear legal issues and uh, uh, unclear legal issues, lack of regulation, standards, and forms of certi- uh, certification. So. We don't have in place like the laws and regulations set up for an like a an industry like this. We don't have any rules or regulations uh, as to how a automated KFC is supposed to run, how it's supposed to right. like what rules it's supposed to follow. So that's another huge thing that will have to happen before any of this goes through. So I think, I think that's pretty much a good coverage of uh, industrial revolution. 4.0, I guess we'll call it. I, I, I think so as well. Um, do you think this is an element? Do you think this will come? Oh, inevitable? Uh, yeah. I think some some version of this is inevitable, unless we kill ourselves off before it happens. <laughs> and by uh, we killing us off, you mean uh, someone with a A-bomb? Well, yeah, or, or I mean, maybe while we're on our way to getting to industrial revolution, the fourth industrial revolution, the AI decides to kill us off. Who knows? You know, yeah. like that could happen too. But I think it's more likely that we uh, bomb ourselves out of existence or some huge uh, natural disaster like a asteroid or something. But I mean, in theory, the fourth industrial revolution could only be twenty or thirty years down the future. Mm. So, yeah. We will see. What do you think? Uh, do you think this is something that's going to be coming up soon, or when do you think? How long? Do you think it's inevitable? Seems a or? little. I, 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 I do think we are on our way there. It seems like we're maybe uh, one or two like big, big, big things. Like uh, uh, artificial intelligence is one of the things that I look at. And it's not good enough right now. Sure, right. Well, I mean, like, there's some artificial intelligence out there that we don't that is way more advanced than probably we even know about. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but who knows? But I agree with you. At least from what we've seen, it's not there yet. And quantum computing, right. which kind of they go hand in hand to a degree. So right. Yeah. So I just think that it's a technology. Thing that we need to find a new big thing, uh, and I don't mean a new iPhone or a new iPad. I mean a new, new big thing, like so, a like something you jack into the internet or something like that, where right. like you can feel everything around you, like you jack your spine right. into the internet kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Right, or even just like. Uh, like I said, just the production of stuff being going totally robotic would be a huge change Mm -hmm. in 
production of things. We'd have more food to give to people. Like, imagine a giant warehouse that's just all robots attending a giant garden. That's, like, got artificial lighting, and these robots go and they water it, and they pick the fruit off the plants and everything. Uh, and then you could just build one of those in a third world country and have it feed everybody? Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Have you seen any movies this week, Luke? I did. I saw Battle Drone. <clears throat> it was awful. It was the one. This is one of the worst movies I've seen in a really, really long time. This was below. Uh, this was below TV movie quality film. Why did you see it? Uh, I don't. It was just there. I was on Netflix. I was like, uh. I was looking around on Netflix to see if there was anything new. This was, it came out a, like a month or two ago and mm. I was kind of into like an action movie. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I was, that's what I was feeling. And that's what, that was like the, one of the first ones it came up with. So I watched it and it was terrible. It's about some people, some like, uh, what do you call them? Militia? No, uh, mercenaries. There we go. Some mercenary guys who get hired by this government to go what they what they think is to save some people but it turns out that they're actually being hunted by these battle drones so they turn out to be the hunted and uh it's just really really bad horrible dialogue horrible acting the the drones in it are all CG and it's just terrible computer graphics they do all this freeze frame stuff that reminds me of a atomic blonde where they did all the freeze freeze frame action Mm -hmm. uh, in during the fight scenes, uh, but they did it really badly. So I don't. It's I. I would look out for this one as being on my top five worst of the year. So I so want to see it now. It, you no. you will hate it. I guarantee you. So yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, they're in Chernobyl <laughs> as well. It's based in Chernobyl. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, sounds awful. What else? That was all I saw this week. Cool. Guess what I saw this week? Something that you have bothered me for every fucking week that I should see. Okay. What's that? Guess. 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 A uh, documentary, I said? Or... A documentary, you said? Yeah. Okay. But I don't remember the uh, the title of it. Uh, um. Uh, well, I want to say "Feed Me More," but that's Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> Feed me more. Oh, take your pills. That's what it was. Take your pills. Yes. See, you're I the one when it, so... when it's your movie of the week. You're the one that's supposed to remember the title. I'm like, yeah. But uh, I finally uh, bowed down to you and saw it, and it was fucking amazing. I, I just wanted you to watch it because you had said you would be really interested to see it. And then yeah. you didn't see it, and then I went, oh, did you see this? Because I assumed you were going to see it. I wasn't kind of yeah. like badgering you to see it. I wouldn't have cared if you saw it or oh, not. No. But you thought it was no, good? No. I thought it was average, yeah. but I, I thought it had some good info. What did you think about uh, its take on these these kind of drugs yeah um i think they make it a little too uh 
Like, oh, these children are running around. Give them Ritalin. It isn't like that in Norway, at least. In Norway, you actually have to have HD, HDD, HDD, or... Well, in America, it's definitely not like that. (laughs) No. I mean, you don't have to have serious pain in America to get opioids either, and that's why we have a huge problem with that. (laughs) Right. But, uh, but, but... It isn't as bad as that documentary said in Norway, so I found it a little like, eh, sure. are they trying to make it to to look uh, too bad? But they were talking about America there. in the documentary. They weren't talking about like right. worldwide or anything. So yeah. But uh, other than that, I really liked. I liked it. Um. Then I saw Seth Rogen's hilarity for charity, and it was shit. You shouldn't see it. Okay. I kind of, I was like, mm, maybe I should watch this, but then I kind of saw what it was about, and I was like, this does, I thought it, I thought for a minute it was just going to be a regular stand-up bit. It doesn't look like that's what it is, right? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not. All right. And uh, it's just bad. Like, it's not funny. There's funny people on it, but itself isn't funny. So, did you ever see that stand-up? Uh, what is it? America is the greatest country in the United States. Uh, that seems like something I've seen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I I, I don't know. I, I know I told you about it, but if you haven't seen it, go check that out because that's hilarious as well. Who is it by? Uh, the guy from Thirty Rock. What's his name? Uh, the guy that wears the hats from 30 Rock. Do you know what I'm talking about? Rip it. Rip it. Rip it. Why is there a frog? I think you mean cricket. Cricket? Cricket? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Or no? Nope. Uh, God, what's his name? Um, Let me look it up real quick. And you go... Okay. Go on. Yes. No, but uh, uh, I saw that, yeah. Uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, like... Uh, there's some sketches in this, and it's supposed to be funny. But it's not funny at all, like, from the beginning. It's just, like, fart and dick jokes and stupid. Oh. Judah Freelander. Oh. Right. Oh. Go check that oh, out. You'll you would love it. It's amazing. It's like okay. I think it was one of the best stand-ups of last year for sure. Cool. Uh, now we are going to see and listen to the audio trailer for Truth or Dare. <laughs> are you aware Ooh, that bear. Olivia is in love with your boyfriend? Hey. No, she's not. Can you stop? Uh, Penelope. Make out with Olivia. Let's get this party started. Okay. Apparently, the, this is Big Brother, because that's the only time people this age would ever play Truth or Dare. Yeah. I could tell Olivia was an easy target. I brought you all up here because I'm okay with strangers dying if it means I get to live. What the hell? What? The game is real. Okay, wherever you go, whatever you do, it'll find you.
She. This girl looks like uh, one of the Kardashians. Which one is it? I can't, I can't. Uh, Chloe, isn't it? No, Chloe's the one that just had a kid. No, the younger one. Oh. Come on. oh um. The one that was in the Pepsi commercial. Yes. Truth or dare? Dare. I know it sounds insane. Just She's like a lookalike. You die. Do the dare or you die. Refuse to play. You know what? Screw this. And you die. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that was kind of funny, I thought. Yeah. It, he, like his face looked like he, uh, Instagram filter or something. They've all got Instagram filter face. Lucas, wait. I'm sorry. Touch me again and I'll break that hand. From the producers to get out. This looks really generic though. Oh yeah. It reminds me of the ring mixed with I know what you did last summer. Final destination. Yep, final destination. Just any one of those generic movies. Why is it Bloomhouse? Who's Bloomhouse? They're the production company. They're the ones that did get out as well, so. So it's called Bloomhouse's Truth for Dare? Uh well I mean that's just the production company name. So it they're just it, they're just saying we're the ones that made this movie. That's all that is. Oh, this has gotten great reviews I see on the internet. Uh, <clears throat> what is this uh, Oscar-nominated movie all about? Olivia Lucas and their group of college friends travel to Mexico for one last getaway before graduation. While there, a stranger convinces one of the students to play a seemingly harmless game of truth or dare with the others. Once the game starts, it awakens something evil. I think that's a good place to stop. It's got 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a hot 15%. I said 15, Ooh. not 50, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sizzling. Sizzling. Hey, I will let you go first. I always go first on this. Sure. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I got a bunch of them here. Uh, this movie, uh, Tyler Metzger from the Facebook says, this movie was shit. Don't go watch it. Don't spend your money. So many plot holes. The characters are shit and have no substance or likability. Uh, go watch <laughs> a quiet place instead and skip out on this travesty of a horror movie. Um, I got a couple. John Wannis says, Warning! With explanation point. If you watch the trailer, the whole movie is spoiled. Literally, every dare is in the trailer. Movie was utter garbage. So I guess we've already seen the whole movie, bro. Because we just watched cool. the trailer. Uh, so we don't need to watch this movie. Uh, let's see. I'm going to find a one that's kind of positive. So it's not. So I don't just all do negative ones. 
Darius Payne Stevens says, This movie was really good and creepy. Like it makes you think twice about playing Truth or Dare. You're gullible as hell. (laughs) Felt bad for certain characters at times, but the ending... But that ending, though... Wow, is all I'm gonna say. uh, And it caught me by surprise. Great job, Bloomhouse. I give this movie 8 out of 10. Wow. Bobby S on uh, uh, my favorite site of all uh, time, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, said, So, 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 so horrible bad. Not scary, not even original, not even so bad it's funny. It wasn't... I was incredibly bored the entire time. Even for a free movie, it wasn't worth it. (laughs) Half a star out of five. An anonymous person gave it half a star. One of the worst movies ever. Would uh, very much rather see A Quiet Place another time than look at this once. And A Quiet Place didn't get good reviews. As we maybe remember. Yeah, I have that down on my list of movies I want to see for this year because I've just heard nothing but good things about A Quiet Place. Yes. Uh, movie sucked. Don't be fooled and waste your money. Wait till it's on Netflix. Oh, wait. Don't watch it then either. <laughs> I got uh, and, uh, I got one from Justin Hernandez Smith. Yeah. Impressive. Everyone uh, who has it was decent or it was good in the sentence in their sentence uh, meaning in their review uh mm in their sentences, are wrong. Cool. But uh, we're going to uh, bring out an, a new thing now. We're going to talk about... Oh, I got one more, uh, actually. Uh, sorry, okay. I just found this one. This uh, actually doesn't ha- really have... Uh, it kind of has something to do with the movie, but I think this person was on drugs when they wrote this. Uh, Jennifer okay. Lee Duffy says, I bet the world is actually good and all the dangers we actually do see in on TV and in real life are all just crimes caused by a never-ending game of some intense truth or dare. Shit's real, yo. <laughs> Shit's real, yo. <laughs> That's what... uh, but we are going to tell you about uh, some other movies opening this week. Uh, it's four other movies. Uh, it's Borg versus Ma- uh, McIntyre. McEnroe. McEnroe. Let's just start there. Uh... Yeah. Borg versus McEnroe, starring uh, Sh- Shia LaBeouf, everybody's favorite. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Ah, Stellan uh, Skarsgård? Is this guy maybe yeah. Norwegian? Uh, Swedish. Swedish, okay. Yes. Uh, this has uh, eight, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has 7 out of 10 on IMDb. And it is, of course, uh, uh, the story of the 1980s tennis rivalry. Oh, we don't have to read all that. It's just a tennis movie. No, no. It's uh, it's a tennis movie. Right. But uh, I don't want to see this. I'm not a huge Shia LaBeouf fan, so I'm not, and I'm not a tennis fan, so I'm not really yeah. interested. But 83% and then 7 out of 10 on IMDb, those are pretty good scores. So maybe oh, yeah. it's better That's than fine. we think, but maybe just a lot of people like tennis. And I don't know about it. 
Then we have Mercury from 2018, and this is an Indian horror thriller movie directed by, oh, uh, you can't wait for me to say this, can you? Karchik Subarayai. Subarya. Subarya. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, right, they all came out in 2018, uh, obviously, because they all these are movies that came out last weekend. 6.9 yeah. out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, so they're damn close to each other there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, this is Indian movie, but it did come out in the U.S. Um, and it looks like a f- like five friends get together kind of movie. Like a buddy, buddy yeah. film. Uh, I am interested in seeing this. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't heard much huh? about it, but it seems like it could be interesting just by... And it does have fairly good reviews, so... Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Rampage, and it's a science fiction movie with uh, the Dwayne uh, Rock Johnson. And that's all you need to know about it, more or less. Right, it's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it, uh, who directed by ba- Brad Payton. Came out this last weekend. What it's got six point five out of ten 6. on IMDb, fifty one percent on Rotten to- Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. So not as good as the other movies, but uh, I mean, this is this is one of those movies is based off a video game that doesn't actually have any kind of storyline. Uh, the video game itself didn't, so it's you know it's gonna be a little weird. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh... I've I've seen the trailer for this. This looks so fucking generic, though. Right. It. I mean, some of the action, like the CG action, looks kind of fun. Um, I'd watch yeah. it not in the theater. I'd watch it once it came out. Just maybe it's just because I loved that video game when I was a kid. So maybe I'm totally yeah. being they're working me a little bit. So. Then we have Saint Stubby, an American No, no, no. Sergeant. That's Sergeant. S-G-T means Sergeant. Sergeant Sergeant Stubby, an American hero. Right. And it's an incredible true story of a stray dog who became one of the heroes in the First World War. It has 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. This is an animated Uh, feature, by the way. Yes. And it has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And as you said, it is a computer animated movie. Uh, it has 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, I was waiting for you to I, do that. Uh, I said it that. Actually, oh, but, did you? I, yeah, all I, I heard it. was uh, 7.2 out of, on IMDb. Um, oh, I so said maybe, 87 Okay, uh, but it has Helen Bonham, Bonham Carter and uh, Gerard De- Depardieu in it. Yeah, so two uh, pretty big actors. Yeah, I am actually super interested in seeing this. This is the movie I'm most uh, interested in seeing of the movies that we covered. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a little. Uh, like the story seems like a little strange for a cartoon you know what I mean but it could be good Mm. I mean with 87 and 7 7.2 right and those two good voice actors yeah Yeah. it's got potential I agree 
And this whole section where we've been doing these extra movies, we figure we're probably going to do this every once in a while when we need to fill some time. So that's... Now that we're not doing a TV show every week, uh, this might take that spot. So just letting people know. Definitely. Yes. Jan, anything you want to plug? Um, no, no, I'm good this week. Go to westcoastwrestling.com uh, on... <laughs> now you're trying YouTube? to plug the thing I wasn't going to plug. I don't think they need plug yeah. this week. I'll just plug another digital... Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a 30-day trial and a free audio book, and it helps us out. Best Coast, Best Coast Wrestling on YouTube. It's really good. I know somebody that films it. It's really cool. Uh, you can also check out uh, a cool wrestling podcast where I talk a lot of Wrestling with my friend Res, uh, Wrestling Bill. Wrestling Bill. That's his name now. <laughs> wrestling Bill. Wrestling Bill. <laughs> that would be a great name for an indie wrestler. Just Wrestling yeah. Bill. Wrestling Bill, yeah. That wrestling show where we cover everything in the news. That we will probably talk about John Cena breaking up with his Bella Bella. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that, did we? Yeah. Because we don't care, do well, we? Well, it was never a real relationship to begin with. It was a reality show relationship, so. Uh, I'm so disappointed. I was so sad. I wasn't really. I wasn't either. Coming up next week, we will talk of News of the Week. We will have a, another digital review of Super Troopers 2. I have heard something about that. We will talk about the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll do some predictions. And then we will do QAnon. What the fuck is QAnon? Oh, right, because I I won the WrestleMania bet. So this is what I picked for... Because we, we've been forgetting when like we went, when we do uh, uh, results. We usually would... Uh, say who won and then th that person would talk about the uh what they picked and we we kind of forgot to do that like the last three pay-per-views believe it or not fro mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. but this was my pick for wrestlemania and QAnon is apparently a reddit poster who claims to have inside knowledge of what's going on inside the white house and the government and has some very interesting um Theories coming from maybe a conservative kind of Alex Jones perspective, uh, talking about conspiracy theories uh, within the government. So we'll talk about that and whether it's complete bullshit next week. Cool. From United States of America and United States of Norway, this has been another digital citizen. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Citizen. 